when I started watching Notre Dame football five years ago with my daughter Maggie, I had no idea that I was creating a fanatic. Now, as a 16-year-old, my daughter has not only become a huge Notre Dame fan, but also an expert in all things college football. So much so that we decided to start a podcast together. This is A Dad and a Daughter Talk Notre Dame Football. All right, everybody, it's Friday night. It's starting to rain a little bit, and we are here at the kitchen table. I am Matthew. I'm with my daughter, Maggie. Hello, Maggie. Hello. How was your week, Maggie? Um, pretty good. It's tiring. Yeah, tiring. We're at the end of the week, uh, and we have no Notre Dame football this week to watch, so we are out of luck, but we can certainly talk about Notre Dame's 45-21 to 21 win over the Syracuse Orange. Um, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on that? Well, um, you know, it was a slow start, which I always get my hopes up in these types of games. I want Notre Dame to have like a 21 to nothing lead after the right. first quarter. Um, we had a three to nothing lead, which yeah. is still good. Um, that's well, sec- okay. <laughs> the- you're, you're, you're kinder than, than I would be with a three nothing lead over a Syracuse team, but okay. Uh, the second quarter, you know, a lot, be- a lot better. Um, we got 21 points in that quarter alone right. and with a late score by Ian Book. And, you know, at the end, it probably should have been 45 to 14 because I think that last score that Syracuse yeah. got was against our, like, thir- sec- wow. second uh, team. There are a lot of guys out there getting some playing time, that's for sure. Yeah, and honoring that some don't sen- normally. Yeah, right. honoring some seniors. Right, um, exactly. I know that, like, uh, the sister enjoyed seeing some walk-ons kind of come in for their last. <laughs> yeah, we actually uh, got a sighting from Maggie's sister who watched a little bit of the game with us. Yeah. Um, it was just, it was a nice way to end the season. We got the job done. Um, yeah, I, I think that's right. So I, that's kind of all I can say. I think that's right. I think it is. We got the job done. It, you talk about the 21 points the, that they scored in the second quarter. And, and we have to remember, I think believe it was like most, I mean, all of it was with three minutes left in the, um, the half. So it was pretty tight there for most of the first half. And then this uh, offensive explosion at the other, uh, at the end of the half kind of just put everything away. Uh, I, I just think you're exactly right. We did what we had to do. It was one of those, just nobody get hurt and let's get through this game and everybody play well. And they did that. They, so um, onward to the ACC championship, the Wake Forest game getting canceled. You're getting on to the ACC championship. A few stars of the game. We have Ian Book, uh, 24 for 37, 285 yards and three touchdowns and interception. Um, and Chris Tyree, and no, I'm sorry, not, uh, and Kyron Williams leading the rushing attack. Uh, Williams with 20 carries for 110 yards. Chris Tyree, not, six carries for 109 yards, most of that on a 94-yard run. And Javon McKinley um, pacing the receiving core, seven catches, 111 yards, three touchdowns. Who were your stars of the game, Maggie? Yeah, so offensively, um, I could pick book. I'm going to go with Tyree this week. Um, It was funny because a few minutes before he got that 90-something touchdown run, we were talking about how he hasn't really had those long runs that we were expecting and we know he's capable of. Um, And then, you know, he finds some space, runs down the field, gets his – not first touchdown, but one of those long runs that we've been uh, awaiting. Yeah. And it just was really good to see that. 94 yards. It was explosive. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. We were just kind of starting to almost doubt whether maybe, you know, the difference between high school and college was almost too great for Chris Tyree. 
it is not. He showed the exact explosion we've been hoping for, 94 yards um, to the house. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so who would be your – so I thought also um, Javon McKinley continues to really just show um, that he is an, uh, such an improved receiver out of almost nowhere, you know, waits to the very senior year. Um, but like Notre Dame has done in the past, these these guys kind of blossom out in their senior year. But Javon McKinley, seven catches, 111 yards, and three touchdowns was just a dominant player uh, on the field against the Syracuse. Um, anyone else you want to talk about in the game at all? Defensive side of the ball? Uh, defensively, I'm going to stick with my pick of the week. It actually paid off. I was correct this week. It finally, finally happened. finally got one. Um, Clarence Lewis, uh, he's just – a great he's just everywhere you know he's making these tackles um 12 tackles 10 of them solo tackles yeah very impressive as a freshman um i think he was named for like the defensive back of the week in the acc and i was just really happy because finally finally my pick paid off so okay i'm going with uh, jeremiah wosukomura and i I know we've probably gone with him probably multiple times just had another dominant game he was just that elite level player out on the field. Um, you know, he had caused a couple fumbles, you know, was everywhere on the field. So um, had tackle for loss. And just as, again, it's getting to be, any other player has a game like Wusu Kermara had, we would be going over the moon. But since it's him, we kind of just shrug our shoulders and go, yeah, that's what he does. Um, so I thought he really was a, a standout player again in a season where he was the standout player on the defense. So, um, yeah, like you said, onward to the ACC championship. We'll talk a little bit more about that, I think, next Friday. Um, any real quick thoughts? I, I noticed that Clemson, I believe, is a seven-point favorite going into that game. Is that surprising to you? Um, I've seen a lot of doubt over Notre Dame's win over Clemson about um, the lack of Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. So I think that could be where the seven points are coming from. It's on a neutral ground. Right. I think um, that plays into it too. Yeah. They have their uh, some of their defense back. So it's going to be a different game. But Notre Dame's beaten them once. So I'm hoping they can do it again. Um, I think seven, you know, is expected. It's not great. Really? I, I would expect it from what I've seen people say about Notre Dame, I guess. Yeah. I, I'm actually a little surprised. I thought it might be closer to three or four seven seems like a lot to me uh against a team that you know Notre Dame Ian Book doesn't fumble that ball going to the end zone and there's no overtime and and that's an easy not easy win but it's a it's a um a good win by Notre Dame so I don't know Uh, it seemed like a lot but I understand Clemson is Clemson and they can put up a lot of points and it will be a tough game we'll talk about that more next Friday but I just wanted to get that out there um so you know, a few kind of lingering questions that are out there uh, right now around Notre Dame football, one being Ian Book and the Heisman. Do you feel that there's more buzz coming, Max, on that? So, of course, he got his 30th win um, That's this, right. this last That's right. game. We mention that, right. Which is great. Um, you know, he's, I would say, an underdog in the Heisman race. Oh, yeah. And... I don't know if we would be looking at him if we weren't Notre Dame fans, maybe as much, but I think he should be in the talk for sure. I mean, he's his team alone um, is in the top four and beat the number one team, and they couldn't have done it without him. So, you know, that's kind of 
I mean, the main thing. I agree with you. And if you're a 10 and 0 in charge of a 10 and 0 team in a year when other teams are, you just told me today, Arizona State today finished their season at a really tough one and two, and you're sitting there at 10 and 0 um, and having wins over Clemson and just been the most consistent player on the team and the real leader of the team. Um, he definitely definitely deserves a lot of attention towards being in the Heisman race. I think he's a late comer in the Heisman talk, which is good. That means, you know, usually late guys coming can make a mark. Um, and you just got to ask yourself, would Notre Dame be Notre Dame with Ian book? I'm not sure. And the other, you look around the other teams, do you think that, well, we know that Clemson would be a really good team if Trevor Lawrence wasn't there, that Alabama would be a really good team without Mac Jones. Um, Florida, I'm not sure um, without uh, their quarterback. Um, so those being the, the kind of the three top guys right now ahead of Ian Book. Oh, J- Justin Fields, hard to tell. It's such a small mm-hmm. sample size. He's a really great player. Um, so I, he would, he probably actually deserves a lot of mention, but just not a large sample size with four games played or five games. Was it uh, it's five. Five now. games played, yeah. sorry. Um, so I, I'm I'm t- taking a lot of time here to just say Ian Book deserves a lot of attention towards the Heisman. I don't know that he deserves the full the award. I don't necessarily though think that he doesn't at this point. I think a good case can be made for him, especially. And I don't know when the voting happens. I, I don't know if it's this week or next. But if he beats Clemson again, then he could vault right into the. Then it's going to be serious consideration. Yeah, and I think looking back at all the time that Ian Book has been a starter, they've been had uh, 2018. It was a 10 win season, or not 10 win season. We went undefeated that year, um, and then last year it was a 10 win season. This year it's a 10 win season yeah. at least. So you know, just look at what he's done at Notre Dame and what he's made it. And he's been such a leader on this team. He's been a captain twice, um, and only I believe the second quarterback to be a captain maybe just under the brian kelly era but yeah uh impressive regardless yeah i i just think he's done everything that you've asked him to do at notre dame and that is not easy um to be one of the hardest positions in all the sports is to be still is to be the quarterback at notre dame ian book has certainly um held to the standard if not raised the standard of that so congratulations on a great great career ian book Uh, I believe you deserve a lot of Heisman mentions, beat Clemson, and that's even more. All right. um, Now, on the other end, uh, we're talking about players going out and having great careers. How about those that are coming to Notre Dame and starting their great careers? Let's talk a little recruiting, Max. There was a few uh, notes this week on recruits coming in. Any? Let's just talk overall. Any any recruits that are really opening up your eyes? Yeah, so I just feel like that Clemson win has kind of – change things for Notre Dame because we've been flipping some people. We flipped an offensive or not offensive linebacker, an outside linebacker, excuse me, mm-hmm. um, from California. He's a three-star and he committed um, on when, Wednesday. Wednesday, yep. Um, so just kind of keep making those things happen. And then we also got a 2022 commitment from an offensive lineman out of Massachusetts who I believe is – Ty f- Chan. Four star, mm-hmm. four star. Yep, he's a four star. Yeah, Tai Chan. What is he? Six six two seventy five. Yep. As a junior, junior. my mm-hmm. goodness. Okay. Yeah, but what about overall the recruiting? We haven't talked about it on things before. Any any other recruits that are really you're looking forward to having come our way? Well, just looking at this list here, 
there are just so many names that I've heard so many times, um, like Blake Fisher, Rocco Spindler, um, Tyler Buckner, of course, we've talked about before, yep. um, Dion Colsey, Lorenzo Styles Jr., and it just goes right. on and on and on. Um, looking at the talent we have now in terms of stars like on the team currently, we only have two five stars. And our recruiting has been impressive in the past, but nothing like the 2021 class at mm-hmm. least. So if we're doing this well, well, not for a while. Yeah. Well, for a while. Yeah. Um, if we're doing this well right now, imagine what we're going to look like in like two or next year even. Actually. It starts to, starts to build. Yeah. yeah. Um, which one of those guys do you think is going to really blossom? Anybody you have your eye on? I think our offensive linemen, Blake Fisher, Rocco Spindler, okay. those two. It's carry on the tradition of mm-hmm. great offensive line. Um, yeah. I, I tend to agree with you. I think and, – and even you can push it – to the new kid, Ty Chan, that they just got, it just seems like offensive line will be a strength for Notre Dame well into the future. So good recruiting um, is the backbone of a good team um, or a good program, I should say. And uh, there we go. It continues on. All right. Let's talk a couple of sad notes. Uh, Lewis Nix and uh, Taylor Deaver. Uh, first, Taylor Deaver, uh, you know, our condolences go out to the family, uh, an offensive lineman. From early in, in uh, Brian Kelly's tenure, at the, actually at the end of Charlie Weiss's tenure, uh, two-time captain, um, uh, game-time captain, uh, Taylor Deaver passed away this past week. Uh, our condolences got him. And Lewis Nix uh, was shot this, mm-hmm. this week. Uh, he's okay, as far as we can tell. He's stable condition. Uh, I, I believe so. Yeah, but uh, again... Um, Seems like a random event. You know more about it than I do. I, from what I've seen, it looks like it might have been an attempted robbery at some gas station that he was, what when he was there, and it he was just kind of caught up in it. Right. So it was an attempted robbery of the gas station, or a, yeah, oh, of the okay, gas station, I believe. Because man, I wouldn't try to rob Lewis Nix of anything. Yeah. But, uh, so, but he is in stable condition. We're happy to hear that. Um, certainly a, a well-remembered player from. A few years back. All right, Lewis Nix, get better soon. And uh, Taylor Deaver, we are sending out our condolences for sure. Okay, um, so moving on to the picks for the week. And I have to tell you, Maggie, one of our listeners, Jason, is all over our picks. We need to do a lot better with them. So I'm expecting high, high results this week. So Jason gets off my back. Well, I think it's just because I take some risky moves sometimes. Yeah. Like, and I'm going to try not to do that this week. We'll see. Okay. I'll try to make the safe moves, if wow. you will. Wow. But we'll see. Jason having an effect on my daughter's picks. Okay. Well, let's get to it. Not a lot of games, though. That's, that's, it's trickier this week. Yeah. So, a lot of cancellations. Yeah. A lot of good cancel or a lot of good games were canceled. Um, like, you know, the Michigan Ohio State game. Right. We didn't with- even talk about it. Let's talk about that for a second. Michigan Ohio State gets canceled. What do you think that all means? Well, the Big Ten changed their rule so that they could allow Ohio State. You know, oh no, Ohio State's not going to be in the Big Ten championship. Might might as well just change all the rules. Well, they weren't going to explain that a little bit. They weren't going to be. What, what rule yeah. are you talking about? So um, they needed to play six games at least um, to make it to the Big Ten championship, and with this cancellation. Uh, they had some cancellations early on for their own reasons, but Michigan this time canceled the game um, because of COVID, meaning that Ohio State's only playing five games 
And yes, they're undefeated. And it's going to be something that's going to be debated, I think, for a while. Yeah, that's um, true. Whether or not Ohio State should be in or not. Right. Uh, but they allowed them to be in the Big Ten title game. Um, I know I asked you, like, if it was a different team, would it have been the same? What do you mean by that? Like, if it was, let's just say Indiana beat Ohio State, mm-hmm. um, but they only ended up playing five games, would it be the same discussion? Yeah, it would be, I don't, I am not sure. I think it probably would be just because there's, it's more about conference and Big Ten needing it in. Uh, I don't know that the media would be that much behind Indiana getting into the Big Ten championship had they beaten Ohio State. Maybe they would have, because they would say, well, they beat Ohio State. But, um, I am disappointed that Ohio State did not take the chance to go and face Indiana um, kind of in a non-conference game. Just it's right there. It could have happened. Um, and it would have solved a lot of problems because a lot of people are talking about Cincinnati. Are you um, talking Cincinnati? You said Indiana. I'm sorry. Cincinnati. I'm sorry. Yeah. Ohio State should go off and play Cincinnati. Um, it's right there. And um, could have happened and it's not. I just think that would have solved a lot of issues for the NCAA. And kind of clear, add some clarity to all this. Either Cincinnati is the real deal, or Ohio State is truly deserving to get in, get the recognition they're getting. I think Ohio State's a good team. I think that they could do well in the playoffs. I just don't know that they've earned it. So I think the thing that's annoying to me is that if Notre Dame played the same schedule, if this was Notre Dame, you know, and I know it wouldn't be a championship game question because they would still be independent. Right. I just don't think that. I think people would say, "Oh, Notre Dame hasn't played anyone." Um, yeah. They've only played five games. Like, what have they proven? So, you know, it right. just that. I, I think we have a lot of scars from the past over those kind of discussions. And anyway, sorry, sidetracked we'll a little picks. bit going into the picks, but that's okay. We, we needed to talk about this. Um, so let's get to the picks. Okay. So um, the, there are a few main games tomorrow, and one of those is Army versus Navy. So that's the first pick. You can okay. go first. I'm going with Army. Um, I'm not impressed with Navy. I typically go with Navy in this game. I'm going with Army tomorrow. Yeah. So I was actually going to go with Navy. And I haven't really kept tabs on Navy since they had that bad loss to BYU at oh. the beginning, which, of course, BYU ended up being kind of okay. So, maybe. Um, so I don't <laughs> know. I, th- I thought Navy was a little bit on the upswing afterwards. Maybe I just stopped watching them and they've done terribly, but I'm going to pick Navy for this game. This might be a bad pick. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Don't apologize. <laughs> Don't apologize. Let's get to the next game. Okay, so this is actually a ranked matchup, surprisingly. Okay, it's go. Georgia versus Missouri. Missouri is 25 Yeah. Um, because they're 5-3 and three with um, notable wins against the Kentucky, South right. Carolina, Vanderbilt. Okay. Um, that's why I'm going to go with Georgia actually in this okay. one. I'm not that bold, you know? I don't know that the, uh, a notable win is against Vanderbilt, but I am going with Missouri. I think they are a sleeper team. Do not sleep on Missouri. You, 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 I'm telling you right now, Missouri will beat Georgia. Okay. Well, I know you've picked against Georgia in the past. Right now, okay. Missouri will beat Georgia. I mean, I'd be fine with that happening, but... You know, uh, um, and then we have USC versus UCLA. Okay, so let's talk about, actually, let's take a side walk onto this one. What, it's just a question. Why isn't the Pac-12 champion getting any kind of run into the They don't talk about the Pac-12 at all as being a possible. So if USC wins out, they beat UCLA, go on, win the Pac-12 championship. They'll be undefeated with a Pac-12 title to their name. Why aren't they even being considered in the playoff? 
I think that the Pac-12 has had a lot of COVID issues uh, and they've played even at more of a shortened season than, um, is it the same as the Big Ten? Or uh, I'd maybe, have to look. Let me look real quick as you talk. I think it might be a little bit shorter. Um, I don't know why people don't look at the Pac-12. <laughs> maybe it's because they're, they kind of see like, oh, Oregon was supposed to be really good and then they lost Oregon State and then Washington. I mean, USC beats UCLA tomorrow and then wins the Pac-12 championship. They will have six wins. They'll be 6-0. and That's going to be better than Ohio State at this point. I don't know why they wouldn't be put in uh, over them. You know, they haven't looked as impressive, I guess, in their wins. They shouldn't have beaten Arizona State, but they did. And they're in the Pac-12. I don't get why. And I don't even, I'm not saying actually that they need to be in the playoff. I'm just saying, why isn't anybody even considering it? I, I, at this point, they're ranked 15th. Mm-hmm. I, 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 that is remarkable to me and no one's talking about it. So, and believe me, I am not a USC fan. I just think it's not a lot of attention towards the Pac-12. Either they're a major conference or they're not. I think they're a major conference. And yet people are still talking about a two-loss Oklahoma team possibly sneaking oh, yeah. in from the, from the Big 12. That's a joke. So, um, uh, you know, anyway. I, I think the after the Pac-12 championship game, that's probably, depending on what it looks like, I guess, um, that probably will be a conversation that will be had. But right now, I don't know. People are just deciding, oh, we have so many other things to look at, like this Cincinnati team or this Coastal Carolina team even. Um, so don't add another team in the mix, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, don't know. I, I just – I don't even – Again, I don't even think USC actually is a great playoff team because they should have lost to Arizona State. I just wanted them in the conversation. That's all. Um, so let's get on to the next pick, which you said was USC and UCLA. Yeah. So who do you have? I'm going to pick UCLA, personal reasons. Okay. Actually, after saying all that, <laughs> I actually think UCLA is going to win the game. So uh, there you go. Well, then maybe you're a Colorado fan because I think they're undefeated as they well. They are as well. You, you are correct. You are correct. So, um, And then the next game – I think is maybe one of the most interesting. It's um, North Carolina versus Miami. We didn't play Miami. We have history, um, but we did play North Carolina this year. Notre Dame, that is. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's at Miami. I, that For that sole reason, I'm going with Miami. Um, yeah, I'm just going with Miami. Okay, I'm going to go with North Carolina. I don't know what the spread is for this game. It's, it's uh, Miami is a three-point favorite. Okay, so. then I feel more comfortable making this pick. Yeah. But – I don't know. I just think it would be great for Notre Dame if the team they beat beats Miami, who they didn't get a chance to play. Because I thought, I know we thought, or I told you that they were going to play Miami this year, and then right. I was wrong because I, for some reason, I thought they were playing. And I just think it would be very, very sweet, you know, just mm-hmm. just great. So I'll, I'll pick North Carolina. Okay. Um, and then the last game, I needed a fifth game. So I decided to go with Stanford at Oregon State. Um Oregon State beat Oregon, if that is anything, yep. and I believe Stanford beat some Washington. Washington, yeah. Yep. Both teams were supposed both to be upsets. really good, yep. and both were upsets. So I thought it would be interesting him to pick. Uh, Do you want to go first? I'm going Stanford. Okay, I was going to go Stanford as well. That's fine. Uh, let's pick one more. Here's one more: Wisconsin and Iowa. I think that's a that really interesting uh, Big Ten champion, Big Ten uh, game. Iowa versus Wisconsin. I'm writing it in right now. Sorry, who do you, who do you have? I'll, I'm I'm tell you who I have. I have Iowa. Okay, well, I think that's another team like Missouri, which will win over Georgia. I think Iowa is one of those teams that is really playing well, good football right now. Um, so I'm going with Iowa. 
I'm trying to see which ones we disagree on here <laughs> to make this interesting. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll go with Wisconsin. This one was kind of thrown at me, so right. I wasn't really sure. But um, I'm going to go with Wisconsin. Why not? I don't think they're doing so well because uh, they just lost Indiana, which, you know, is a good team. Um, sure. But why not? Go Badgers, I guess. Okay. Well, yeah, I can throw one more at you if you want. Oh, goodness. How about no? I'm running out of room on my post-it. Okay. BYU, <laughs> San Diego State. Let's go West Coast. BYU is a 17-point favorite. I'm going San Diego State. I think uh, BYU has been shown. Coastal Carolina got them. Um, San Diego State will also get them. I'm going with BYU. Not okay. feeling so confident. It's but at that's Provo. It. It's in it's in Provo. So you know you're probably right. I actually probably just lost everything right there on that. But anyway, okay, there we go. A little two extra bonus picks for you this week. Uh, tune in next week where we will preview this Clemson game. You know it's this, it's going to really ramp up now. Any? Oh my goodness. Are you starting to feel it already, Maggie? Yeah, my. Sports stress is coming on. Yeah, may may get some sports stress. It's coming on. It's already beginning. It's going to be kind of a stressful week. Think good thoughts for all of us. Um, I think we'll get through it, and uh, we're going to have a great, great uh, game to talk about next Friday. Until then, Maggie. Stay classy, everyone. All right. Let's go Irish. Thank you for listening. Join us next Friday night for another episode of A Dad and a Daughter Talk Notre Dame Football.